Welcome to Relish, where simple pleasure is gained by eating what you cooked. I'm Tim Gallagher. I'm Mark Witt. We're here to encourage you to cook what you eat. I'd like to mention all the people that wrote in after our first episode where we didn't have a name. We hardly knew what we were doing. We have a little better idea this time. We actually have an outline here. We do. It's awesome. That's great. And lots of people wrote in with suggestions for names. A lot, of, a lot of good names. A lot of good names popped up. You know, oh, I got a whole list here. Yeah, and we went through them all, and we. It was really hard to come up with. Uh, it's the worst. I mean, it was really hard. There was a lot of, a lot of good ideas that were presented to us. So, uh, but you know, I think when you're looking, uh, what you're really trying to come up with, relish was the one that stuck with us. Yeah. Um, it's, there's many names, many things to relish. It's way more than just a condiment and and it's about enjoying something. Absolutely. And so with this episode, we're going to be talking about pizza. How'd Um, we get there, Tim? Okay. So one of our listeners, Jessica from Virginia wrote in and asked us to talk about pizza and how to grill a pizza. And that's a great thing. Absolutely. Everybody loves pizza. Yeah. And it's pretty exciting after one show that we actually got some, uh, Listeners out there that engaged in uh, one trying to come up with the name and yeah. trying to encourage us to like throw some ideas out and say, "Hey, how do we cook pizza? How do we grill pizza?" Yeah, super that's a great exciting. idea. So that's what we're going to be talking about. We'll break it down into the components of pizza, and um, you know, and Mark, you're going to handle a lot of that because you cook a lot of pizzas at the restaurant, and sure. I eat a lot of your pizzas. Yep. At the restaurant. Yes, you do. Um, and then we'll go through. You know, how you guys cook them there. And I'll talk about grilling. That's so I know you guys had a, uh, somewhat of a trial run over the weekend. I know you've done it many times before, but yeah. just as a little prelude to this episode, you said, let's just uh, iron out some kinks. Yeah. Right. Solidify some things, get yeah. it fresh in our mind. Sure. We, we, had a, we had our favorite urologist come over, Matt Alloway. And uh, he's also a lover of food and good absolutely, and, 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 and pizza. Absolutely. He claims to be an expert. He this, knows his stuff. This is a guy who spends a lot of time in Italy. Right. He knows his stuff. So I uh, came over and he and I polished off like three pizzas by ourselves before lunch. And it was awesome. All good stuff, what I'm a, sure. It's a good way to spend Sunday morning. So what'd you come up with? Well, okay. So when you're grilling a pizza, well, do you want to back up? You want to talk? You want to talk about... Uh, you want How to, we're getting there to make the pizzas? Yeah. Or sure. I think yeah. we should yeah. slow down yeah. and start from the beginning. Okay. And uh, talk about the structure of a pizza, starting with the dough. And uh, I'm really interested in how you guys do things at the restaurant. Okay. Um, because you're replicating this every night. Yes. You know? And uh, and that's important you know, yes. to get things Absolutely. to turn out the same way. Yes. It's yes. really difficult. So how do you how do you conquer that? You know, the restaurant business is a little bit different than home cooking because one, you are trying to replicate that time and time again. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we did develop a, a, an amazing pizza recipe years ago. There are definitely several components to making a good pizza dough. One is, you know, it when you're making dough, it's essentially you're baking. And there's a little bit, it's definitely in that realm of you have to have a little bit more exactness. Mm. Just if you're trying to repeat it. If you're not yeah. trying to repeat it necessarily, you there's a little bit more leeway. Yeah, but isn't that kind of the case, though, with any bread product, you really have to be pretty. You have, you have to be to pretty be accurate. Pre- you have to be you. pretty precise in yeah. your measurements. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. That shouldn't scare anybody from China. Uh, so not at all. I mean, not dive in and not make it happen. Not at all. And that's the beauty of it. it's like uh, again, you're going to look for these things and say, 
well, you know what? I put this in it and these are the results that I got. And so you kind of adjust things. But if just looking on the internet, there's tons of good recipes out there just for basic pizza doughs and stuff like that. Key, I think the key things here are um, if you're using yeast, you're going to need to um, start that yeast and activate the yeast. And you got to have your uh, temperatures of your water levels yeah. to where it's going to activate yeast. What do they say? Wrist warm? You know, we actually use thermometers at the restaurant. Oh, okay. You know, so we're, we're being a little bit more exact. So what temperature does your thermometer? We're doing 95 to 105. 95 to 105. And that range right in there. Okay. So then if we're doing it in the kitchen, I would equate it to, I don't know, say if you're warming up a, uh, it always reminds me of when I see, we don't have kids, but it reminds me when I see people warming up formula or milk for a baby, it's wrist warm. Probably that's a good, that's that's a good description. Yes. Definitely not hot. Definitely not cold. If it's too hot, it kills the yeast. Correct. Correct. Too cold, it doesn't activate. Correct. That's exactly right. How do we know that the yeast is activated? Well, that's a good question. I mean, what we're what we're doing at the restaurant is we're putting uh, we're putting in certain ingredients. We're putting our oil in our sugar. We do use a little bit of sugar in ours um, and our yeast and our water. Mm-hmm. Mixing that around for a little uh, bit, I'm letting it rest. Oh, okay. You know, the key thing is is what we do is we let it rest, oh. and you're going to see a little bit of that. Um, you know, it's almost a fermentation process that's starting to happen. Yeah, where the Yeast is going to eat the sugar just to start the process to when you put that dough in, eventually the yeast is going to eat the sugars inside that dough. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you're looking for a little bit more of a, it almost looks like it bubbles just a little bit. It's just like a little bit of activity on the top. You know, we let ours rest for, you know, 10, 15 minutes before we're introducing our, our flour. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So you put all that stuff together. I know, you know, like the other day, Lydia makes a beautiful pizza crust, right. nice and simple. And, you know, it was just yeast and water, but you actually add a little bit of sugar. Yes. And the and the oil. Correct. And and then mm-hmm. rest 15 minutes and then you add your flour. Yep. And, and I'm sure you have yep. measurements for the flour and everything like yeah. that. And again, yeah. we're doing it on a very large scale. Yeah, uh, no doubt. Yeah. You know, we're making dough at least every other day. We pretty much make pizza dough. How much dough do you make at a time? You know, how many pizzas, your prep cook, if they're making the, the dough, how many pizzas are they accounting for? Uh, like the total recipe, like what, you know, so we're making different size pizzas. We have, mm. you know, thin doughs, thick doughs, uh, small, largest, uh, little pizzettes. We're, yeah. we're using it for uh, different things, but we're, we're, we use 15 pounds of flour at a time. Holy crap. Yeah. So it's a lot, you know, and, and when it comes to, uh, flowers there's i don't know if we should touch on this now but there's definitely you know you can make whole wheat pizza doughs yeah where it's going to be a heavier concentration of whole wheat uh we use what's known as a high gluten flour at the restaurant um what does that give you so the gluten is the um you know you know that's a big topic these days but the (laughs) gluten in pizza dough is a really nice thing yeah because it's what really gives it that elasticity it's the stuff that's going to allow you to stretch and make that dough very dynamic as you're moving it around. Now, this is after rising a little bit. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's the gluten that helps, you know, if you're going to hand toss a pie. I mean, that's those guys that spin that pie, that that dough out to like 14 inches. Right. It's because of gluten, correct? Correct. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we, you know, we, we talked earlier today about double zero flour. Correct. Yes. You know, and I had never heard of this until yesterday. Yes. Um, you know, I just thought you used regular bread flour or right. something like that. 
What did we find out about that? You well, know? you know, I've never really used it, Tim. I do yeah. know about it, uh, yeah. and it's something that's like I would definitely like to try. I do know that a lot of places are not using a machine at all or not rolling it whatsoever. It seems to be a uh, a very uh, fine milled flour, mm-hmm. uh, and I think from what I understand is a lot of the um, the, the bran and the uh, germ more yeah, of that yeah. is removed out of the flour. Mm. And it's super milled and super, super fine. Yeah. Super fine. And it seems like it's hard to, to find around here. Um, yeah. I mean, I know it's it's definitely, uh, you know, this comes from, it's a it's a European thing. I'm sure you can probably find it around here, but you can definitely jump on the internet and just Google it. And with Amazon these days, you can just say, hey, I need some yeah. double zero flour. Yeah. Know? And then uh, we were just having a conversation of something, again, I'd never heard of, cauliflower. Flour. Yeah. I mean, this is great stuff. Yeah. Uh, so this, this is... This is your uh, gluten-free, pescatarian. Right. No, yep. not that. What's... Like paleo. paleo. Yeah, 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 that's yeah, it. yeah. This is all trending right now. Yeah. You know? I mean, this is very trendy. Uh, people want that pizza, Yeah. but they can't have the gluten. There are definitely gluten-free flours out there that you can buy, which are mm-hmm. essentially made from like rice corn or rice. Absolutely. Yeah. Those are the two Those are the two primaries. But pretty for, strange. Yeah. I mean, the, the flavor profiles are... They're okay, yeah. But um, really, the 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 move is gluten free and even making like a healthier, almost very very low fat. Yeah. And essentially, what they're doing is milling, um, milling cauliflower, whole cauliflower. Um, do, do you cook it first? Well, I think what the process is. I haven't again. I haven't really done this. I just know the yeah. process a little bit. Essentially, what you're going to do would be to take your cauliflower florets. Put it in a food processor, Robocook type of um, yeah. a piece of equipment. Slow pulse it to where you're milling it into a flour consistency. And yeah. I think from there what you do is you add some water and just heat it up slightly, cook it three or four mm. or five minutes somewhere in there. Okay. And once you cook it, uh, you're almost going to um, – you know, you put it in a towel – and at that point, you're trying to get the water moisture Remove out of it. Remove the moisture. Remove the moisture, yes. And there, from there, I think it's pretty simple. I think people are using – it's not yeast. You know, yeah. there's nothing – there's no real sugars there for anything to eat. Yeah. Um, and I think essentially you're adding some egg, trying to get to a nice consistency. Okay. Um, I know I've seen a couple recipes where people are adding some almond flour, maybe just to substitute and give it a little bit more stand-up consistency. But okay. um, I hear beautiful results, you know, and that's definitely something you and I are going to have to try and just – that's really kind of like come up with a simple recipe for that. I know we're going to try it for sure. Oh yeah. So basically you're just you're going to you're going to finely chop the the cauliflower, steam it probably in just a microwave. Yeah. Right? Very simple, yeah. And then you're going to remove that moisture. Yes. And then add, add egg and some sort of flour. You're mentioning almond flour. Well, almond's going to stick with that that gluten-free yeah. yeah. you know, thought process and you know, some health benefits. Sure. And then you're basically just going to you, you just got to work with it and create something that's going to work. Right. 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 Uh, I think that's really interesting. Yeah. So absolutely. let's talk about sauce. We're pretty happy with taking our crushed tomatoes from the garden from last yeah, year absolutely. and adding garlic and some basil and tomato paste and a little salt. And, and that's good for us for, for a sauce, Sure, you know, absolutely. Yeah. Kind of, you know, less is more sometimes. You know, do you have any any thoughts on how to jazz up sauce? You know, if you want to do anything special, I think the uh, the thought process surrounding sauce is it's so 
again, it's it's like with any cooking, it's what what appeals to you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm. So when we're talking pizzas here, you don't have to necessarily have a red sauce. You know, mm. you can have yeah. oil-based sauces mm-hmm. um, where the oil is your bottom and you're using nice cheese configurations. So what um, kind of oil? Is this a nice oh, olive gosh. oil kind of uh, thing? Olive right? oil? Yeah. How about an anchovy oil? Oh, You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. How about if you're going for a little bit savory, maybe pick up like a walnut oil. There's all kind of oils <laughs> out there. I mean, you know, again, it's probably really about the fats being introduced when I say sauces or oils. Okay. Fats. So, like, yeah. butter is beautiful. Butter is a beautiful, like, just glaze. You know, you put that on there. It's caramelized onions, perhaps some pears or apples. Um, you know, pick a nice blue cheese, a gorgonzola, a stilton, something like that. You're, you know, killing you're on me fire. Over here. You're on can, fire. Can you tell me? Right. You can tell you're right. killing me over here. Right. Um, you know, then you have your, 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 uh, Fresh herb sauces, yeah. um, you know, pestos, basil pesto, yeah. you know, cashew pesto with some uh, cilantro in there. I mean, there's all kind of variations that you can kind of come up with. Yeah, so you can be creative. I mean, pizzas are so, I mean, the template for pizzas is just amazing. I mean, it just allows for any kind of flavor profiles. Wow. Yeah. You know, but again, you have to think outside the box. If you're thinking just pizza and like that Americanized version of what pizza has become, it's pretty much your red sauce, yeah. you know? Um, yeah. Last year, I don't know if I mentioned this on our first show, I can't recall, but I know last year I personally had done a lot of uh, uh, tomatoes, uh, tomato sauces, stewed tomatoes, uh, fire-roasted tomatoes, Yeah, um, did a lot of smoking of tomatoes, and then mm-hmm. created sauces, made a nice atabiata sauce, Yeah, um, which is a spicy sauce. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can use any of those, you know? Yeah. Jazz those up a little bit, however you want to. Don't be afraid to jazz it up. Nice. Okay. Know? But if yeah. you are, you know, do just want something basic, crushed tomatoes, tomato yeah. paste. Absolutely. And then a little salt. Yeah. Absolutely. A little basil yeah. or something like that, and then yeah. go for it. Yeah. You know, get a good base and then branch out and do whatever the heck you want. Absolutely. And uh, so that takes us to, to cheese. Right. You would, you know, if you're going to put cheese, you don't have to put cheese on your pizza, but you know, I like a nice basic pizza. I want some cheese. And, Agreed. uh, you yes. know, sort of just your regular kitchen guy. I, I typically just go, I get some Parmesan, I get some mozzarella and that's pretty much good enough for me. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, so what do you guys typically do? Well, at the restaurant, we're using a, uh, a, a cheese blend, which is a, you know, it's a high end blend of mozzarella cheese and provolone. Mm. That's on our basic pizzas. Yeah. Then I'm using like lots of nice cheeses beyond that. Yeah. You know, I have uh, imported provolones, mm-hmm. smoked provolones. I have uh, fresh mozzarella, you know, nice creamy made out of buffalo's milk. Beautiful stuff to use Buffalo. on a pizza. Um, the beauty around here these days are we have several cheese makers who are making amazing cheeses. Oh, yeah. You know, nice. they're uh, high country creamery up in Grantsville doing mm-hmm. a lot of nice stuff with uh, that's all cow's milk primarily. But I do know that they have a feta. They're doing uh, some aged cheddar these days. Beautiful stuff for a pizza. They are making fresh mozzarella. and uh, Wow, nice. Yeah, Havarti's. I think they, they're getting into Havarti's. Yeah. And then, you know, jump a little further up the mountain, and we got our goat cheese up there. Oh, yeah, that's right. Firefly Farms. Absolutely good stuff. Yeah, world-class goat cheese. World-class, world-class. Mm-hmm. Um, very nice uh uh, very nice blue cheese, award-winning stuff. Yeah, you know, put, put it on a nice savory pizza. 
Um, and beside the stuff that they're making there, if you're just in the area just shopping, I mean, it's a beautiful place to buy cheese because they're getting cheeses from all over the world. They are. Oh, yeah. 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 A lot of nice stuff. You know, uh, they have a lot of nice imported stuff, a lot of beautiful stuff that comes out of Wisconsin. Mm. And award-winning stuff that's just like you cannot get anywhere else. Yeah. You know, they're bringing it into the area. This is Firefly Farms. Located in their store is in Accident, Maryland. Yes. Um, yep. I wonder if they have an online presence. I'm sure they Who do. Knows? Absolutely. Google yeah. them. Yeah. yeah. Firefly Farms. Firefly Farms, yep. Yeah, so that's cheese. Yeah. Uh, this. So basically, it's turning out that pizza can be whatever the heck you want it to be. Um. So then we'll let's that leads us to toppings. Um, I think it's turning out to that I'm a pretty boring pizza guy. Um, I love sweet and hot combination. You know, I guess you yeah, call you've it mentioned the, that before. The, Absolutely, I know that Hawaiian right. thing. When I come to Giuseppe's, right. Mark's restaurant, he has grilled zucchini as a topping and then hot peppers, and that's my pizza right. every time. I get it yeah. like all the time. Pretty boring, but I love it. You know, it's, but it's worked it's, out to be a good flavor profile for you for me it's Absolutely. perfect yeah um you know i mean do you have anything you know that you particularly like you've definitely come up with some ingenious pizzas in the past you know yeah i mean again it's about thinking about what is what what you like as a person and what yeah. flavor profiles kind of work together so that hot sweet that's a nice yeah. it's a nice combination you know <clears throat> around here we're getting into the season where all these amazing vegetables are going to be starting to pop up, you know? Mm -hmm. So don't be afraid like someone, you know, don't be afraid to put asparagus on a pizza, you know? That would be good. You know? Um, Don't, you know, a lot of nice grown things. And we have a lot of uh, great pastured pork products around here these days. Um, Mm -hmm. A lot of people are doing chicken, you know, chicken on a pizza. But you got to think outside the box. You don't necessarily want to stick to, not that there's anything wrong with like, uh, um, pepperoni and sausage and your basics, mm-hmm. pepperoni, sausage, mushroom, ham, or whatever, yeah. those sort of basics. But, um, you know, a nice Italian meats, you know, yeah. you get into your sopressatas and uh, your Italian salamis and stuff, shave it thin. Yeah, get past the pepperoni, go yeah. to something more dynamic. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it just throws some depth into that yeah. pizza that you weren't necessarily expecting. What makes it difficult is the availability of ingredients. Right, you know, man. If you're Agreed. like, you know, if you live near Italian markets, you could get absolutely. anything you want. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but now, if you know, if you're gonna, if you want to try some pork on a pizza that's not, uh, that's not sausage, you know, just thinking, you know, right now you could probably, you could probably get a pork loin, right? You know, and cook it a little bit. I would imagine you want to cook it a little sure. bit, yeah. and then slice it thin and yeah. you know, spread that out over the pizza, uh, chicken. You know, could probably do a chicken breast or I'm always a fan of dark meat. So right. I would probably want something like that. Or then you could shred it. Suppose you make uh, pulled pork. Pulled right. pork would be delicious. Right. On Absolutely. Pizza. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, you raise a good uh, you raise a good point there, because when you're talking about like ingredients, you know, you don't as far as making a pizza, you don't necessarily have to go out and say, hey, I'm going to buy these ingredients to make the pizza. Mm-hmm. Pizzas are really good with just like looking through your refrigerator, yeah. leftover things that you've cooked over the weekend. Makes a great Monday, Tuesday night meal. Mm-hmm. And where you say, hey, we did, we cooked some pork over the weekend and we had these vegetables over the weekend. Mm-hmm. You know, and two days later, you're turning those into a nice pizza and incorporating those ingredients. Yeah. And That's actually, all. and with that in mind, it's spring. What happens now? The leaves are about to come out. It's right. been raining a little bit. It's going to get warm. Yes. Morel mushrooms are coming up. Oh, that's a, yeah, that's a whole other show right there, I believe. Yeah, I yeah. think so too. Absolutely. Um, 
And a morel mushroom pizza is not wasting your morels. It's delicious. Oh, not at all. No, <laughs> not at all. I agree with that. Yeah. So then, you know, so mushroom pizzas, there's so many delicious mushrooms, great places to get mushrooms locally. Backbone Food Farm yep. um, produces a lot of mushrooms. Absolutely. A lot of good stuff. Um, go out and find yourself some chanterelles later in the season. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, even the grocery store, Old Martin's, you know, they've got somewhat of a selection. I don't know how long they've been sitting on the shelf, but you can get some decent mushroom mixes. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. But we do live in an area where there's a lot of beautiful uh, wild mushrooms. Yeah, man. You know, mm-hmm. absolutely. Chanterelles, you got your uh, chicken of the woods, I believe the calm. Yeah. Um, you know, I do know there's, you know, you mentioned back backbone, um, a lot of oyster mushrooms being grown, uh, your mm-hmm. shiitakes. Uh, wine caps, um, wine caps. That's one I've never heard of. Yeah. Wine caps, uh, probably between, uh, a little bit bigger than a shiitake, but bright red, almost, almost like blood. Cool. Um, they call them wine caps. They've got a nice, real purplish tint to them. Beautiful, beautiful. And I would say the flavor profile in somewhere in between like a, that butteriness of a shiitake mushroom up to a portobello where the portobello is a little bit more meaty. Say somewhere kind of in between there, but yeah. great pizza, nice light saute, or again, pop them on the grill, you know, and then put, put them on that pizza. Shoot. Yeah. Man. All right. You're killing me. Yeah. Olives. You know, I forgot to mention <laughs> olives, but gosh, olives is like, yeah. And again, great olives. I mean, there's so many olives in the world that, yeah, I mean, with different flavor profiles. So don't be afraid to branch out and just think of like, you know, if I like it eating it individually, you're probably going to like it on a pizza and, and yeah. You know, Put it with something else. Yeah, agreed. So let's, I mean, just on olives, if you had your choice, what would you use? Well, you know, I'm big on the Greek olives. I really like the uh, yeah. Kalamatas, huh. Niswas. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm big on those. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. All right. Well, we've gotten through the components of a pizza. Now let's talk about cooking them. Yeah. Um, and I, uh, you want to start with how uh, you pop them in the oven, you know, how you guys do them at the restaurant. Yeah, I mean, we're using a simple platform of uh, uh, it's not necessarily a a wood fired oven. It it operates the same as a wood fired oven. Um, We're cooking on um, essentially a stone that is running about 600 to 650 degrees. Yeah. You know what I mean? Somewhere in there. Yeah. It does fluctuate a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, the main thing, there's there's definitely a couple components. Do you want to talk about the components of how we got to put this together? Using the peels and stuff? Well, I guess so. Yeah. I mean, I think that's important, you know, and then this will be incorporated in throwing it in the oven or putting it on a grill. Correct. You know, so you definitely want to use a peel. You know, it's, they can be uh, stainless steel or wood. Right. Right. Absolutely. And uh, the important thing is uh, don't roll your dough out on the peel. Roll your dough out on a different surface. Yeah, and probably most people don't realize that. Yeah. You know, the peel is, is for your final product. Yeah. The peel you need. You need your pizza dough to be separate from the peel. You can't have it sticking in any way. That's going to make things difficult, and you're going to end up with a stromboli, right? You know, because the whole thing's going to fold in on itself, and it's just going to be a mess, right? So you want to get your peel, uh, whatever kind it is. Roll your dough out, and Lydia has a nice uh, process of. It's sort of like when you when you put the uh, pie crust on top, or, or excuse me, in your pie pan. You want to. You can kind of roll it on your rolling pin, drape it on your rolling pin, and then just lay it. Roll your rolling pin out and sort of just lay it lightly on your peel. 
Yeah, I can see that. The important thing is to have a nice, coarse cornmeal on top of that peel in between the dough and the peel. Right. And that acts, as you perfectly mentioned earlier, as ball bearings. Just like ball bearings. Yeah. So that's... And no matter what what process you're using, Mm -hmm. you know, be it uh, in a traditional pizza oven or a grill um, or a stone on a grill... You, you, that is like key. You have to have that because yeah. that's acting. That's the mechanism to act as those wheels to slide that pizza off. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So then, um, you mentioned in the, uh, restaurant, your, your, your ovens are set around 600, 650 degrees. Um, now, a tr- typical kitchen oven, do they go much past 500? I'm not real sure. Probably not much. So you want to get you want to get as high as you can. You do, and I think that's primarily the reason behind the stone. Yeah, you know what I mean. Okay. Because I think when you cooked over this past week, and did you come up with kind of a defining temperature? I found, kind of contrary to what we were just talking about, I found that four hundred and fifty degrees has worked best for us. Correct. Now, what? But what you're going to find is this: the temperature is that outside temperature. Mm-hmm. So 450 degrees, that's what you're, that's what you're, you're using a big green egg. Yeah. And that temperature that you're cooking on is 450 degrees. But if you actually probably were to temp that stone, mm-hmm. you're probably closer in the range of 600. Okay. You know yeah. what I mean? My because logic. that stone is picking up, that's, that stone is picking up that heat, you know? Yeah. It's not maintaining the same temperature as that outside okay. or, or inside your grill. Yeah. You know? Nice. So you kind of have to think about that a little bit. Mm-hmm. So if you're... If you're putting a pizza on an, on a grill, um, you know we use the egg, which makes it pretty easy. Um, you can definitely use a kettle grill. Um, it, but so the process is going to be: you want to make sure that everything is good and hot. Do so you start your coals? If you're yes. using a kettle grill, you probably want to add extra coals because they're going to burn down quickly. Correct. Yep. Um, so then. Just let it sit. Let the let everything soak in the heat. If you've got a good three quarter inch pizza stone, which I recommend, because anything thinner than that, you're gonna it's gonna crack. Yeah, they have a tendency to crack. Yeah. You, you want if you're if you're going to take the leap where you say, hey, I want to start grilling mm-hmm. um, or using my grill to do pizzas, you want to do, definitely do one thing: is invest in a nice stone. Yeah, they're important. Otherwise, yeah. you're going to end up buying two or three or four mm-hmm. to make five pizzas. Yeah, but you want a nice stone. <laughs> So and the process is start your coals, add more coals to what you started, put and then you have to make sure that you're heating your stone up with the rest of the grill. Yes. If because if you don't, if you're putting your cold stone into a hot grill, it's done. You right. just wasted forty dollars. Correct. So start your coals and let everything sit and let everything get up to a nice temperature. Make yep. sure it's all good and hot. So that as you take you're, so then you're you're adding you're you're building your pizza on the peel with the corn meal underneath it, and then you take it either to your oven or to your grill, and you give it a little shake on the peel, and then just slide it back, and those ball bearings do their job. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then depending on the thickness of your crust or whatever, um, you know, in our house we like a thinner crust. Uh, you mentioned you like a thinner crust. I do. You know, yeah. you're looking at. And I guess it also depends on on how many toppings you have. Five to ten minutes tops. Yeah, and they you're are pretty and, fast. And you're pulling your pizza off there. Right. 
Now you, you, you got to pay close attention, especially when you're grilling. I noticed this the other yesterday morning, those things cooked that I, I would go out and check and it wasn't done yet. 30 seconds later, it was absolutely perfect. Right. It had to be right on top of right. the stuff. Um, so pay close attention five to 10 minutes, you know, that's not too much time. You, yeah. You so, do. you know, 10 minutes, if you're talking 10 minutes, the window there on either side of that's not, it's not very yeah. big. Yeah. It's they, not a you large don't window. have a five minute window. You right. have actually right. a 30 second window. Right. Maybe, yeah. You yeah. Know, you want to play, you want to pay close attention to it. Yeah. Um, and so <clears throat> I noticed that it was good for me to set my vents and every grill pretty much has a top vent and a bottom vent. Yep. I'd like to have after everything is to temperature, close the top vent and then open the bottom vent. Okay. And that keeps the heat circulating. Sure. So now we have a good convection yes. current. Yeah. And that will help cook the crust and the toppings. Right. At the same time. Correct. And, and that's your that's your your end goal is to definitely do that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah you're looking for nice even cooking. Yeah. You know, you don't want your you don't want a, a crust that's ready to come off and and nothing's happened on the top. Yeah. So you're, you're looking for that nice movement of, of the heat. Yeah. And so then, I mean, you, you know, everybody should know when pizza's done, you know, one thing I like to do is, is put my finger under the crust and just give it a little lift. And if the whole thing lifts and there's no bend and I can tell that that cheese is just starting to get brown, yes. my pizza's done. Yeah. That's Good. That sounds like I, a good plan. I take that sucker off and I let it sit for two minutes and I give put my elbow into everybody, make sure they stay away, don't cut my pizza until it rests for right. a few minutes. Right. And then cut it and eat it. Right. And jeez. Right. That's good stuff. Absolutely. Of course. Now, we, how are you taking this off? You got a pizza pan? Uh, so if your dough is cooked well enough, uh, basically, usually I just get, uh, I just, I just pull it off with my fingers and put it on a, uh, cutting board and then sure. walk it back into the kitchen, yeah. you know, cause if you have a well-cooked crust, it's going right. to act like a cracker practically. You can Absolutely. do whatever yeah. you want yeah. with yeah. it. Yeah. Um, or you can also use your peel again if you need to. Yeah, sure. You know, slide it right back on your peel. Yeah. You can use your you know? peel unless you already have another pizza ready to go on. Right. You know, that's, that's the key. That's right. what happens right. with us. Right. We only have one peel. So, right. you know, that's, yeah. Hell, yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much how right. it goes yeah. around here. Yeah, uh, and I have made just on a side note, I have made pizzas. Um, I've had a pizza pan and no peel before, yeah. and I have used my pizza pan itself, turned it upside down, and acted that as a peel. Yeah, you know, use the bottom side mm-hmm. again. Got to use that cornmeal in there. It's anything that's going to keep it from sliding off. Yeah, uh, and the cornmeal is a beautiful thing because when you put that cornmeal on there, you know, you have this tendency to think I'm putting fresh dough, mm-hmm. and I'm introducing it to cornmeal on on the bottom of it. But the cornmeal itself, when it starts to heat up, will actually pull off of that fresh dough. Mm. So you're not you're That's interesting. Yeah, you're you're left with nothing on the bottom. You pull it off, you're going to see all your cornmeal left on your stone. Yeah, you know. And the important thing here is you want to brush that cornmeal, get that off of that peel, or I apologize, off of this stone for your next pizza going on. Yeah, because it burns, right? It'll burn, and then that burn the the stuff that is burned mm-hmm. that will definitely stick to your your next pizza. Yeah, yeah. And something I would like to mention, though, with when grilling in the past, I've used, you know, so I like to sort of smoke the the pizza a little bit. Sure, you got to be really careful. Right. I will never forget the time when my niece was here, and I made pizzas on the grill, and I thought it was a big deal, and she was going to love it. 
I smoked it way too much. Right. And she wouldn't eat it. Yeah. I felt really bad. That happens. Yeah. Uh, um, and I, I, I'm sure to never do that again. Now, when we did it yesterday morning, I had a no smoke and I missed it. Okay. So I wish that I had dropped just one chunk of something sure. on those coals just to get a little bit more. Just a little bit. Just a little bit of yeah. smoke flavor. Because yeah. that just makes it more interesting. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah. I mean, that's. I mean, that's pretty much the process of cooking a, having a successful pizza, you know, on the grill or in the oven, you know, in the oven, you just keep it nice and hot. Yeah. Um, but it's the same process. Process the same. I mean, listen, those, uh, those stones act beautifully in your ovens. They really do. It's the way to go. Yeah. I mean, compared to going to Foodline or Martin's and buying a DiGiorno piece of crap. Man. It is amazing, and in the and the process is really, um, you know, you do it a few times, and it's not that big a deal. No, you know, it's very easy. Absolutely, and I have found that, um, you know, pizza dough freezes pretty nice. Yeah, it does. You know, so if you do find a recipe, you know, maybe Saturday afternoon something, you know, you make make a nice larger, and you know, have five or six doughs ready, and hey, we're only going to cook two or three. Pop them in the freezer. Yeah. You know what I mean, pull them out. Day or two before you want to use them again, let them fall in the refrigerator. You're mm-hmm. good to go. Yeah, a lot of times what we'll do is uh, little little make a a big batch, and we'll she she'll cut them into serving sizes. Sure. So then when you freeze the few pieces that you don't want, we wrap them in uh, in uh, saran wrap and put right. them in a freezer bag and yep. freeze them, exactly. and then just let them thaw out. You know, bring them out, let them get them get to uh, room temperature before you start working with right. it, and then and then go for it. Um, I think really when we get down to it, in my opinion, um, don't be afraid to make the dough. Right. You know, everything else is pretty much it's you know sauces and toppings, sure. whatever Absolutely. you like, but don't be afraid to make that dough. Right. It's good stuff. Right. It's not. It's not anything crazy. Don't buy the Giorno's. Right. Don't buy. Dominoes. And you'll be surprised. Listen, I mean, dough is very basic at its core. You know, it should be no more than, you know, three, four, or five ingredients at most. Yeah. If you go to the store, you go you go to a grocery store and you pick up a shell pizza mm-hmm. or a shell, uh, uh, you know, just some like basic dough. Mm-hmm. There's probably twenty five to thirty ingredients in there. Yeah. What the heck? You don't need twenty five to thirty ingredients in it. Mm. You really don't. No. You know. So those are things that start. I start to question, like, you know, if I can't pronounce it, I probably don't want to eat it, you know, honestly. Yeah, absolutely. So, so you just have to start to question those things. And, again, it's mm-hmm. such an easy process. It's something that yeah. uh, very basic, and, and I think everyone can probably figure this one out. Yeah. And as we all know, pizza parties are the best. Absolutely. Especially if you have kids. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Mark, you've got a couple yourself. I do. And I, I was, a, uh, I was telling you the story last summer. That's what we did yeah. for my son's birthday party. And it, and it turned out to be an awesome party. Yeah. And essentially what we did was, uh, we made our dough and I had dough available for all the kids. Um, you know, I think we ended up making 15 to 20 pizzas overall. Um, so each kid got the opportunity to take their own dough and, you know, work the dough and work their magic and, we didn't have a single round pizza, and that's the beauty of pizza. Pizzas don't necessarily need to be round. As long as you get to that end result. Um, we had a table set up for where we were working the dough. We moved the process over, and I did have uh, three or four peels going at the time. 
Um, we moved it over to where we had several sauces going. Again, we had some oil-based sauces, um, mm-hmm. some olive oils, uh, several different types of red sauces. Um, then so, we moved over to uh, our cheese station, and then we had ingredients. Yeah. So were any of these kids adventurous? Did they do oh, any gosh. of the oil stuff? Yeah, I had I had I had one kid who uh, I'm not sure if I should mention names on here, but his father's actually really uh, had a restaurant in this area a while back, and I know he's kind of a garlic kind of guy, <laughs> and his son definitely takes after him, huh. and his this boy was not afraid to go heavy garlic, <laughs> and I guarantee you there was not any other of the boys that were going to eat that pizza. But he devoured it. I know who it is already. You probably do. Yeah. 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 And it was, uh, I tasted it. He had a good one. Yeah. He went, he went garlic heavy. He takes after his father. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. Um, well, that's cool. Well, shoot. This has been the Adventures in Pizza podcast. Yeah. And this has been a good one. It's a good second show. And I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, really appreciative of the, for people tuning in, hopefully learning a little bit about pizza today. Yeah, we got a lot of response after the first one. It was a little humbling. Right. Um, decent amount of people listened, and yeah. we made some people hungry. And I think that's the most important thing. You know, we're really, we want people out there to cook what they eat. Absolutely. And, uh, I mean, that's like a whole food philosophy. You know, we got to get away from the 25-ingredient sure. food. So it's, it's popping up everywhere. This is This is a way. This right. is a way to do it. Um, got got anything else to add, Mark? No, I just want to encourage people. Again, I I appreciate people for listening. Um, um, you know, and, and definitely encourage people to continue listening and coming up with ideas of something that they might want to cook that they're a little bit afraid to like go out on that ledge and try. And maybe we can help ease it, you know, ease the pain a little bit. Say, listen, it's not that hard. Yeah. It does take work and it takes dedication and you're going to screw up. We've all screwed up. Right. Yeah. And uh, whatever, right. and you just got to work at it and you can have be eating good food. That's actually good for you. Right. And, uh, and while we are, we are in the process of working on, uh, you know, this, again, this is only our second show, but we are in the process of getting our own account set up, Twitter mm-hmm. accounts, you know, kind of, uh, you know, our own website and stuff yep. like that. Mm-hmm. Right now I do encourage people to go and jump over to record, talk, listen. Yep. It's a great place. You can find our information, our back, uh, our back history a little bit. Yeah. Eventually we'll be morphing that into our own little area of our own little world. That's but right. Uh, for right now, record, talk, listen, that's the place to, uh, yep. to get the backstory. That's the mother right, right there. So again, listen, I'm Mark Witt. I'm Tim Gallagher. And we, uh, you know, I welcome you. I appreciate you guys uh, following us at relish where simple pleasures are gained by eating what you cook. Thanks for uh thanks for joining us. Bye-bye.